Hello and welcome to this short bonus episode of Making a Monster. Sometimes the prime antagonists, the monsters of a story, aren't creatures, but places. There's a special horror that happens when the home, the familiar and safe, becomes alien and hostile. I bring this up to show you a different kind of monster and also to explain where I've been for the last three weeks. I, uh, I just moved into a new house, which is a great privilege in times like these, I know, so I'm not complaining. But I have been doing so much wallpaper removal, drywall repair, priming, and painting that I actually had a stress stream about it. I was running my hand over a section of hallway I was really proud to have finished, and then it imperceptibly became the painted over wallpaper I had just removed. And as my heart sank with the realization that I had to do all that work over again, my thumb pressed easily through a section of the wallpaper and I peeled the piece back and a huge sheet of it came away to reveal this massive hidden room, which of course also needed to have its dingy wallpaper removed. A lot of people have been saying to me, ah, the joys of home ownership, like that explains all of this. Uh, I used to think that meant that there would always be more tasks than you expected when you became a homeowner. But now I think it means that the tasks will always have more steps and take longer than you expected. Uh, and that kind of distortion of space is at the heart of the haunted house trope. This idea featured prominently in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer called Fear Itself, which I probably shouldn't have been watching at this particular point in my life. But in that episode, a house gained a mind of its own and would move or remove staircases and doors and windows to frighten its occupants. And it reminded me of the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, it was constructed by Sarah Winchester at the turn of the 20th century. Some accounts of her life say that she had the house under constant construction for 38 years to confuse the ghosts of those who had been killed by the Winchester rifles that her husband had invented. The house had no master building plans and includes staircases that lead to nowhere and doors that open into walls. While I was discussing Dagon, D&D's Demon Prince of Shadowsea, James Harrington explained it to me as a horror of place. Lovecraft thinks America is sufficient to produce its own horror, its own gothic. Gothic horror is based on exotic location. It's a, a horror of place and legend as opposed to say psychological horror or the thriller you know the thriller may make use of some gothic elements think of silence of the lambs you see clarice looking at pictures of a nurse who's been mutilated by lector and they're horrific but we the audience can't see them and we, we hear all the horrible things he's done to people and we go through this this whole maximum security lockdown kind of thing and then we go down these terrible brick and stone steps into a dank dungeon. As we get to the end of this almost catacomb-like structure, right? There's Anthony Hopkins standing there very primly and properly. And of course, he's the great horror of them all. But it wouldn't be quite so terrifying without the place he's in. New England, when Lovecraft knew it, 
was depopulated. It was, it was, the population was less than it is now. The woods are full of stone walls that remind you that the forest have eaten up entire townships. That's not exaggerating in Connecticut. There's a few entire towns that have just been eaten up um, by the forest. And when Lovecraft um, was there, it was a lot worse. The, the Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut hadn't reinvented themselves as suburbs for the wealthy from New York and from Boston. So as he knew it, it there was the whole abandoned towns just there in the middle of the woods. And he found in this a, a rich place to, to make an ancient world for the United States. If I had a nickel for every time the horror trope of the endless house has appeared in interviews for my show, I would have two nickels. Which, to quote Phineas and Ferb's Dr. Doofenshmirtz, isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? Sorry. Calling back to that Buffy episode, the monster in my interview with Monster of the Week creator Michael Sands came from his own Endless House project. The playtest was for a kind of campaign set up for Monster of the Week that I'm working on, which I'm currently calling The Strange Old House, and it's where the monster hunters inherit a weird house that's got sinister secrets in it. So a bit like lock and key and that sort of story. So we had the concept that there was, these hunters had a, had a house with a weird secret in it. And we were just playing an initial short adventure to see how it worked. Starship Infernum creator Robert Turk from my episode on Space Leopard Nuns created a pick up and play blackjack based game that he called. Purgatory House was the first one I did. It was a haunted house horror game. And it was spun out of a dream that I had about being trapped in this endless house. And then I started researching and found that this is actually a cultural phenomenon, this idea of the endless house. Uh, and then HBO made a TV series about it, not because of me. I just happened to be at the same time, didn't even know about the TV series. Of course, there's a lot more to say about how monsters are a product of their environment or the culture that made them, or even how some environments can be a product of their monster, like D&D's Ravenloft or the Revelia, which was featured in the Hackneck campaign setting. So as we go forward into the Making a Monster project, watch for the haunted house and the horror of place, and be grateful, no matter its condition, for the thresholds you can cross back into the known world of your home. Music in this episode is from Will Savino, who is creating tabletop music for D&D and other RPGs at patreon.com slash musicd20. This track is called My Home is on the Road. Link is in the show notes. And if you want to catch up on the episodes that I referenced in this show, uh, go back to the last bonus episode, Dagon, It Goes Deeper. Episode 10, Hecna with Ashley Warren. And episode six with Michael Sands from Monster of the Week, which continues to be my most downloaded episode of all time. So thank you guys. Making a Monster will return on Monday the 7th. I'll have three episodes for you in December, ending on the 21st, when I'll take a little break for the holidays and come back with season two in 2021. I'll see you then. <laughs>